0: Mindfulness Mode 104.
1: The same person that is mindful and happy could lose the Mercedes in their driveway. And you know what? They're still going to be mindful and they're still going to be happy.
0: Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Are you shopping? Are you listening to Mindfulness Mode while you browse, move from store to store? Well, I've got something for you, a five-step challenge called Fine-Tune Your Focus. Just slide on over to mindfulnessmode.com, click on fine-tune your focus, and enjoy your free videos as part of the challenge. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Kelly Roach on the line today. Hey, Kelly, are you in mindfulness mode?
1: I am, Bruce. Let's do this.
0: Terrific. Kelly Roach is an expert at helping you achieve your dreams. Before the age of 30, she handled hundreds of millions in assets for a Fortune 500 company, managing teams across 17 locations, and breaking sales records on a regular basis. Now, she uses the power of mindset, mindfulness, and gratitude to help others achieve success through her international coaching and consulting firm. Kelly is also host and founder of Unstoppable Success Radio. So, Kelly, I'm just wondering tell Mindful Tribe, does mindfulness make you unstoppable? Is that how this works?
1: Oh my gosh, I, so much so, Bruce. It's, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things that um, people don't realize is that uh, being purposeful having perspective and taking the time to be mindful is a big master ingredient in lasting success. So yes, I would say absolutely, without a doubt.
0: So what's the best way we can become purposeful?
1: I think taking time for reflection on a daily basis and and really focusing on growing as a person As you focus on growing your income or growing your business, growing your team or growing as a parent, a teacher, whatever it is that you are looking to achieve in your life, I think that if you have a focus on not only expanding and achieving a higher level of success in whatever it is that you're pursuing, but also having a goal of being a purposeful, intentional person, a thoughtful person, a person of not just success, but also wisdom and and value you, um, you know, your life experience is going to be better because when you have perspective and when you are mindful, you're able to deal with the rocky road of entrepreneurship or the ups and downs of everyday life in a totally radically different way than the average person. And that's what allows you to soar to great heights in, in terms of your level of success in anything that you're pursuing.
0: Yeah, Kelly, I really, really agree with that. So I'm wondering, what's your definition of success?
1: My definition of success is when your heart and your mind and your body are in alignment with the life that you're living. So it's when you really feel like all parts of you are on pursuit of the path that you are intended to be on, if that makes sense. You're in the right place, pursuing the right things, living the life that you were intended to. That's what success means to me.
0: That's a great answer. The, the problem sometimes, Kelly, is trying to figure out what that path should be, isn't it?
1: It absolutely is. I think for all of us, it's a lifelong journey. And I think at different stages of life, it's important to be on a different type of path and to pursue that path with different levels of aggressiveness. You know, one of the things that I talk to people about a lot, my coaching clients on my radio show, you know, it, it's understanding the season that you're in. And choosing a path and choosing activities and focus and energetic investments that are in line with the season of life that you're in. Um, does, does that make sense? It
0: really does. And you've been in several seasons. I'd love to hear you talk about your days when you were a cheerleader with the NFL. What was that sure, like? Sure,
1: sure, absolutely. Well, it was crazy. Uh, first of all, I was uh, I was the youngest person on the team. I had just turned 18. I was in college at the time. And, um, you know, I had always danced competitively for a really good school. Uh-huh. And I knew that I wanted to continue. I just love being athletic. I love performing. I love challenging myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So went out, I tried out for the team. There's hundreds of people that audition. And I think there were like 32 of us that, you know, made the team. People auditioned for like five years to get on, um, you know, to become an NFL cheerleader. And, you know, I was really lucky and humbled to be the youngest member of the team. And I auditioned. I I made it my first year, which was great. And um, it's not what people think. That's the number one thing I always tell people. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It is really hard work. Um, Game days are 14 hour days, practices were like, you know, five, six hour long. Um, you know, I would leave, um, town where I went to college and, and I would be gone for six, seven hours on rehearsal nights and get back and, you know, you're so exhausted. You're like dragging yourself up the (laughs) stairs, you know, but I met the most incredible people because a lot of the women that are NFL cheerleaders have already graduated from college. They're working full time. So on my specific team, you know, there were scientists, there were teachers, there were nurses, there were real estate agents, all these incredible women in really, great leadership roles and so for me I had a lot of role models on my team and, and definitely it drilled into me you know the the level of hard work and, and energy and drive that you need to put into anything to really do it and do it right you know so you 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 can't fake it when you're uh, on the field in front of 50,000 people you know I what I'm saying I guess <laughs> not
0: I guess not so what did that teach you about leadership and mindfulness Kelly
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, number one, it's that, you know, the the polished highlights that you see um, on the outside, you know, don't reflect all the hard work Mm -hmm. and and everything that goes on 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 the inside and in the preparation for that big success. You know, for me, um, we would go out there and and do a, a three minute routine that we had practiced for 20, 30, 40 hours prior to that and it looked effortless and it looked easy and beautiful and it seems so simple and so easy but to get people to move in exact unison over the span of a football field to do that that's that's quite a feat and so I think the thing is is especially with social media and the internet and everybody kind of wants that instant gratification whether it's in parenting or or teaching or building your business or growing your income or getting your team to perform what you have to realize is you know every overnight success every glimpse of someone's highlight reel that you see is backed up by hours and hours of tests and failure and struggle and hurdles overcome and obstacles broken down and that you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, that does make sense. Well, let's go back a little further. What was it like in your childhood? Do you see yourself as a mindful child when you look back?
1: I think I always was to, to, to really be honest with you. You know what? I came from a family, there were five kids in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad always worked for a religious nonprofit, um, Mm -hmm. organization. My mom was home with the kids. We had no money at all whatsoever, but we were a very faith-filled family, a very loving family. We cared about each other. And you know, the main thing that my parents always focused on with us was our value system Mm -hmm. and really, How we engage with people in the world, um, the standards that we upheld for ourselves and just treating people, you know, the way that we would want to be treated, um, being loving and kind. And I think that that kind of drilled into me just a way of being. And I I try very hard to continue to live out that value system. And, And I think that that value system, again, I'll tie that back to where I started the interview, which is really about having perspective. You know, I think in this world, it's very easy to kind of swing from high highs to low lows. And I think perspective is the one key thing that allows you to live in alignment with your value system, not make poor decisions, not make snap judgments, and to be able to keep moving forward in spite of kind of whatever life throws at you, if that makes sense.
0: That does make sense. Yes. And I can see why so many people would choose you to be their coach with your value system that you talk about and the perspective. I mean, isn't that what we all really want deep down?
1: I think perspective in many ways brings happiness. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of expand on what I mean by that. You know, when you have perspective, you realize that It's none of us. We've been given all of these guests, right, for us to be able to be talking, you know, during this interview right now um, to be able to see and hear and touch and taste and smell and live in the beautiful houses that we live in and drive the cars and, you know, have food to eat. You know, I feel like. Everything has become so easy and so accessible that many times we begin to take for granted essential things. There are people in in other areas of the world that literally get up and from the minute they wake up in the morning, work all day long, walking miles at a time just to be able to get the tiniest bit of drinkable water to survive.
0: It's amazing, isn't it?
1: It's amazing. And that's what I mean by perspective. So, you know, when you're a business person and a client defaults on their payment or a big deal that you're expecting to go through doesn't, or you just spent hours and hours and hours putting together a launch and it flops, or you do a webinar and no one shows up. And these are experiences that every entrepreneur building an online business is going to have at some point. You know, it's very easy to get really down on yourself and your business. Um, And same thing when your kid makes a mistake or gets in trouble at school or, you know, Whatever it is, right? Like it's very easy to immediately throw yourself into kind of victim mentality and throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's why I always come back to this this phrase of perspective when I talk about mindfulness. It's, it's gratitude, it's understanding that the little things really are the big things, and that those things that you're taking for granted right in this moment, right now, sitting listening to this interview, or us even speaking having this interview, are things that other people fight for their life, would die and have died to have. And when you have that perspective, I really do think that's the root of happiness.
0: Well, it's so interesting hearing what you're saying about perspective, and you you just sound like you just have everything together, but tell us, Kelly, what has been a challenge in your life? What is time in your life when things just didn't seem to be going well? Can you share that with Mindful Tribe?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, definitely. Um, I, people always say, yeah, like it sounds like you have everything together. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, you, you walk in my house, I had the cleaning lady here yesterday and it looks like a bomb exploded with my dogs (laughs) and my kid and my husband. But, um, no, I, I, think to be honest, I think at every stage of life with, with everything that I've pursued, I've had times of success and I've had times of failure. I've had, um, things that have went really well and I've had things that have failed. Um, I think that for me, at each stage of life, I've gone through that. So when I was very, very young, um, you know, I wrote a lot about this in my book. You know, we we really struggled financially, and you know, there were times where you know I had a lunch lady rip open my lunch envelope, and there was no money in it, and all the kids around me saw I was giving a fake envelope to the lunch lady, right? Mm. And you know, so there's you know, and that was embarrassing. And there were times where I couldn't afford to do things that I wanted to do, which is why I ultimately um, got on the path of, of helping people to build and create wealth through their own business so that they can control and direct their own destiny, something that I really value. Um, you know, when I first started my business, I was working full time. So, you know, people always have that mentality of like, I can't follow my dreams because I have a full time job. And that's absolutely not true. Um, and then at every stage, In my entrepreneurial pursuits, um, I've had all those common failures that you can imagine along the way, including the ones I mentioned earlier with the failure of my first launch and the failure of my first webinar. I mean, I think everything I did failed the first time out, but I feel like that's the only way you can learn. The only way you can learn is get out there, do it, practice it, refine it, innovate, and keep working until you make it work for you.
0: Is there anything, Kelly, that makes you feel insecure Yes, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, I would say definitely. So, you know, the thing that I always say about entrepreneurship is that it's almost like you're starting over every single day. Yes. So, you know, in my business, I'm always because we want to be leading you know, we we want to be cutting edge, we want to stay at the forefront, and we want to deliver the, the most cutting edge things to our clients. What that means is, for me, as soon as I learn one thing, it's like, check, okay, boom, that's working. Now we're starting something new, and we're starting that entire process over again, which always starts with failure. And so absolutely, you know, I, I feel... You always feel insecure when you're starting something new and when you haven't yet had success with it.
0: So how do you bring strength to your clients when they're feeling insecure? What do you do to pull them up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the the first thing is, is I, I tell people it's very important to remove the emotion and to focus on the science behind success. Right. And this is something I really focus on with people because like for example most entrepreneurs are are you know run screaming from sales. Sales is very scientific process, right? So like you can read you know the the stats and you can put a scientific model in place and that's what I help people to do where you can do XYZ activity and you can get XYZ outcome and you can guarantee that you're going to get a certain number of new clients every month from that. It's very scientific but you have to understand the science so that you can remove the emotion. And so what I tell people is, you know, you got to focus on the 10,000 hour rule It takes 10,000 hours, you know, to master a new skill. I think that's something I don't know if it was Stephen Covey or who it was that, um, you know, rolled out that principle. But it's absolutely true. Like, we want to be masters of things that we've only done once or twice. And the world doesn't work that way, right? (laughs) Like, that's just simply not reality. And so I think, um, you know, when you focus on the science of success and you focus on, have I spent enough time executing? Have I spent enough time innovating? Is what I'm doing really world class or do I just want to feel justified for the hard work that I've put into this? And those are two very different things. And when you ask yourself those very real questions and you get in tune with what you've truly invested versus the outcomes that you're getting, typically what we're investing and what we're getting as an outcome are in line with one another. You know, we may not want to admit that we may want to see results faster. We may want to have better results sooner. But that doesn't mean that we've necessarily earned that. It doesn't mean that our performance and our outcomes are necessarily deserving of that. Does that make sense? That
0: really does. Yes. I want to move to the topic of meditation. Is meditation part of your life, Kelly?
1: Every day. Tell
0: us about that. What's it look like for you? Yeah.
1: So um, as you can probably tell from talking to me, I'm a pretty fast moving, high energy person. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm not the kind of person I don't sit in a corner, you know, with my legs folded and, and holding out my hands to the side with meditation music. That's not my personal style of meditation. I would love to be able to do that. I don't think I can sit still for that long. And also um, just my life is a little crazy. Like I mentioned, I have a two year old, I have two dogs, a husband, the house, the business, you know, all of these things things. But what I do do, Bruce, is every morning, every morning, I I meditate for about 10 minutes. It's the first thing that I do every single day. And that is very specifically a gratitude meditation. And I have a a set routine and a list I go through every single day of everything that I'm grateful for, all the things I'm thankful for, why I'm thankful for them. um, You know, and I really use that to shape my outlook and my perspective for the day. Every day,
0: I know that gratitude is a big part of what you do because you talk about it in your podcast and mm. on your website and it's mentioned. And why do you think, Kelly, that gratitude helps us so much in our life? If we really truly have gratitude, it seems to help us be happier and more successful.
1: I think that when you have gratitude, you realize that you're already rich. You know, I I realize that I'm already rich because of all the things that I've been blessed to be given just as a a human being waking up every single morning. And I think that when you signal the universe that you are grateful for what you have already been given, um, you also are positioning yourself and welcoming more abundance into your life. I think when you're a victim... And when you're angry or you're bitter or you're jealous or you're resentful or you are, um, you know, kind of uh, harboring a feeling of entitlement, I I think that does the opposite. I think that repels. Why should you be deserving of more? You're not even thankful for what you have. Um, And so I think it's an energetic push and pull thing. And I also think, again, going back to that word of perspective perspective, and going back to the word of mindfulness, um, it absolutely makes you happy when you can recognize the countless gifts that you already have and how, how lucky and how blessed you are to have those things.
0: And I was just going to ask you, what does mindfulness mean to you? And you've really answered it already. And that's fantastic because you know what? That's really true. It brings meaning to our life in a super positive way, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you know, everyone I know that has gratitude or meditation as a part of their daily practice um, tends to be a a much happier and more fulfilled person because it's so much about a frame of mind, right? Like the person that's unhappy is going to be unhappy if you put a new Mercedes in their driveway. Right. They think that they will be happy when the Mercedes arrives there, but yet they're the same person and, you know, the same person that is mindful and happy could lose the Mercedes in their driveway. And you know what? They're still going to be mindful and they're still going to be happy.
0: Yeah, you're right. And the Mercedes in my driveway is actually my son, because my wife and I never really actually thought we were going to have a child. And then we did. And it was like, whoa, oh, this is amazing. Wow.
1: You know? And oh. so tell me
0: about you as a mother, Kelly, and how mindfulness weaves its way through your mothering experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. So definitely being a mom, you know, and and a wife is, you know, my number one focus and my number one priority in my life. And my business is built, you know, entirely around that as my priority. And, you know, just to give, you know, an example, and this is what I mean by by speaking about seasons, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, you know, you should join this group, you know, we meet in San Francisco, and we're doing this awesome trip here. And we're doing this awesome trip there. And it's all these really high level, you know, mastermind members. Yes. And um, you know, they're like it opens a lot of doors and da da da. And I'm like, you know what? That's not the season that I'm in right now. I understand that I could have a lot more doors open for me if I'm willing to get on a plane every other week and go spend time with these mastermind groups and and go travel and meet these people. But right now, my top priority is getting to be home in my home office where I can walk downstairs and see my daughter in between calls and spend time with my husband after work. That's the season that I'm in right now. And that season is going to come and go. And if I if I waste that season, I can never, ever get it back again.
0: Right. And it's a but beautiful season to be in, isn't it? it
1: it's the best season. How old is, is your son?
0: He's 14.
1: Okay. All right. You have much more perspective <laughs> yeah. on the parenting paradigm than I do. I'm, I'm at two. So yes. <laughs> I'm right at the beginning there. You could probably share some more stories with me. Oh. Um, but yeah, so, you know, as, as a wife and mom, you know, I, I, I think that um, being a parent is the, the greatest gift that you could ever be given. And I think it's something to really shape your life around. Um, i think that it's important to of course maintain your individuality and continue to pursue your goals and dreams but i also think that when you have a life that um, you hold in your hands and a person that you have this clean beautiful slate and this opportunity to shape and to mold um, that being anything other than the best that you can possibly be in, in in every moment is is really letting them down and it's letting down your your responsibility and and this gift that that you've been Blessed to be given. I mean, like you said, you you didn't even know if you were going to, you know, be able to have um, a child. And there's many people out there that can have children, right? Um, and so it's really respecting the gift and and respecting everything that comes with that. And and I feel like it's an honor and a privilege to be a mom to Madison. And um, you know, hopefully, I don't let her down.
0: I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. Well, I've worked in bullying prevention for over a decade, Kelly, and I've seen how the practice of mindfulness can really make a positive difference in the lives of children or adults who have been bullied. Do you have a story about a bullying situation where mindfulness may have made a difference?
1: Hmm, wow. You know, every situation um, with bullying, you know, I think that what I learned, you know, over the years in observing um, the kids and I was never a bully and and I was never really bullied, to be honest. I I think I was kind of in the middle somewhere like I was, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't really on on ever, ever on either extreme. But what I'll say is this, you know, I think that. We all in this world um, where I think it's harder than ever to be a kid and harder than ever to um, get get through school with social media and the kids on the phones now and, yes. and the, the texting and all of these things, I think we all have to play um, a, a major role in, in bullying prevention. And I think that um, when you look at the bullying that takes place, I think that, you know, we as parents have an opportunity to shape our children's mindset and perspective and way of treating others and give them self-confidence. And I think that those that bully others lack self-confidence more than anything. And so I think the the one thing that I would say as it relates to bullying for all the parents listening is, you know, make sure that your kids feel confident in themselves, because if they feel confident in themselves, they'll never want to push other people down. They will always want to raise them up. And I think that's the number one gift that we can give our kids. And, you know, I think the the mindfulness, the meditation, anything that we can do to first Learn that and, and grow ourselves and then focus on growing our kids will help to make an impact, you know, in, in that problem, which obviously is is growing and, and becoming more and more terrifying. We see the stories on the news. We see the stories on social media of what's what's going on. And it's it's bad.
0: Yeah, it's scary. That's for sure. It is. Yeah. Kelly, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short. 30 second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice?
1: Ooh, definitely Tony Robbins.
0: Oh, he's inspiring to me as well. How has mindfulness affected your emotions?
1: Definitely makes me much more even keeled. You know, since I started meditating, I will say that I, I am much better able to handle the ups and downs of life much more quickly and, and, and have a better response to them. Tell us
0: how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice.
1: Mm. Well, I think for me, (laughs) I'm probably one of those people that I probably like hold my breath and get probably way too like, I don't know, like intense in the moment at times. So I think for me, the the number one thing is when I catch myself like holding my breath and being like so over the top intense, just Mm -hmm. taking a deep breath and like slowing down and decompressing, um, walking away from things for, for a minute so that I can gain some perspective and then revisiting them is, is the way I have to handle that.
0: If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would that be?
1: Oh, Hmm. I don't know. If it, I don't know if I've read a book that I would recommend on mindfulness but I would say definitely you know I started watching this might sound kind of silly but um, you know the, the Super Soul Sunday episodes oh, yes. that Oprah does yes. I, I will say that they had a pretty big impact on me and on my perspective and on my my mindfulness and on my thoughts on meditation it really um, I, I think they're very well done and I think that they really Really get you to take pause and to think about things from a different perspective from some very, very wise people that have had very interesting and complex life journeys and a lot of wisdom to share.
0: Sure. Can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful?
1: You know what? This is what I'll tell you about that. Um, I don't have an app that helps me to be more mindful, but I will tell you the number one thing, the number one change that I've made recently in my life um, is that I've started leaving my phone at home um, or in the car or tucked away completely when I'm um, in family mode. And that has absolutely helped me to be more mindful, more in the moment, more engaged with my family, um, not wondering what emails I'm missing or what's happening you know in in my Facebook group for my different you know coaching programs Um, and that has made a substantial difference for me I believe yeah
0: Kelly I love that answer because as I said with my 14 year old son it's it's so important for me to be the best role model I can possibly be what advice would you give a person who is new to mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life
1: yeah, definitely. Well, I would say just like, um, you know, when people say, you know, if you're trying to build your business on social media, you have to find a platform that you're comfortable with that's a match for you and not try to be anything other than who you are and, and in a space that's right for um, your personal brand. I would say the same thing goes for meditation and mindfulness. I would say um, get started doing what comes naturally to you. If you like to walk outside, um, go, go for a walk and um, instead of... Of listening to the radio or listening to music um, to say, you know, for 10 minutes, I'm um, I'm going to just get really still and present and, and count my blessings, you know, like find something that's a match for your personality for what's most comfortable for you. Um, but definitely just give yourself an opportunity to take a couple minutes for reflection every day in a way that feels right for you that incorporates with your life. And, you know, absolutely, it will have an impact on not only your success, but your happiness.
0: Kelly, that's terrific advice. And I want to thank you so much for sharing so many golden nuggets with Mindful Tribe today. This is fantastic. Kelly, if you would tell us before we leave, how can we contact you or learn more about what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, three days a week, I'm live on Unstoppable Success Radio, and that's my podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And so um, really what I'm focused on there is is business growth strategy and mindset and how to achieve your goals better and faster. Um, so people can find me there. And of course, my website is kellyroachcoaching.com. Um, and there's all kinds of, you know, six or seven different, um, opportunities to download free trainings and worksheets and PDFs and all different crazy stuff on my website. So head on over there. There's tons of goodies and and grab whatever fits you and makes sense for your business or your life.
0: Oh, thanks so much for telling us about that. Kelly, great talking with you. All the best to you. Hope the rest of your day is fantastic and you take care.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Bruce.
0: Okay. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.